Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier, and joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. It's Tuesday, which we're uh, back-to-back patented practices day. I mean... We're in football season, apparently. <laughs> it still yeah. feels very weird, and you know, just because obviously this is the time of year when it's supposed to be happening, uh, but we've been so deprived for so long that uh, all this, you know, sudden explosion of football news is it's a little bit overwhelming at times. Yeah, it's so great to have my timeline just filled of training camp videos and yeah. photos and stuff to, to completely. Um, you know, overanalyze and that kind of stuff. I saw one clip of KJ Hamler uh, running a route like 50 times yesterday, and it's like, man, I forgot how much I hate training camp. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get one clip of a one on one, and all of a sudden this guy's Jerry Rice. But all right, so we do have some uh, some new news from the Cowboys' second padded practice of the year. Uh, they held it early, early Tuesday morning. Um, and let's go ahead and start with this one, Landon. Uh, so Gerald McCoy got hurt yesterday, and I don't know if you got a chance to see the video of uh, how he was injured. Did you get a chance to see that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I didn't really get a chance to analyze it, but I definitely saw at least it, it one just, playthrough. It's very I, I saw Exactly, and that's what I was going to say. It wasn't like Antoine Woods rolled up into him or you know anything like that. It wasn't you know something that could have been avoided or anything. It was just a fluke injury where he's he did that drill I don't know how many times in his life a thousand times and just took a wrong step and you know it just it happens it's it's really unfortunate but uh, honestly just just real quick I I would say that I think you know it's part of the reason that McCarthy probably wanted to continue to probably practice players on 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 grass you know because I think you know I think that it's it's a lot more forgiving. I mean, I think that, that, that these, you know, and they're not AstroTurfs anymore, but these turfs that they use that nowadays, they're definitely different than in the what was going on in the 90s and in the sure. late 80s. But I, I still think that, you know, not not to, not to blame anybody on this, but I think that, you know, this is one of the reasons, however much, however small a difference that it would have made, that I think coaches generally prefer to practice on grass. There's just a lot more give and, and a lot less of these kind of injuries. But this was just fluky. And I was going to say, yeah, let's be clear. We're not yeah. blaming the turf. No, absolutely like not. Just absolutely completely not. a fluke. So, yeah, uh, really unfortunate. Um, Tristan Hill, though, did get the chance today with the ones. Um, and, you know, we, while we don't get a ton of, you know, camp updates about how Tristan Hill looked against the offensive line, uh, it, it does say a little bit that he's kind of gotten the first chance to to work there, right? Yeah, I think it does. And I think, you know, we've, I've heard from, I've seen a couple different people comment that they, that he appears up to the challenge. So, uh, you know, this, again, it's very early. We're looking for drum beats, not for splashes. Yeah, uh, and and I think you know, but what we've seen is, and, and again, I, I made a comment last night. I think in the in in our little you know DM group that yeah, uh, you know, I, I like to go through the uh, the the practice pictures. I, I, it doesn't tell you a lot, but no, I think no. every every time you go through it, like you see something that makes your mind think or whatever, right? 
I, you know, I saw uh, of those practice photos that I saw. I think I saw there were six of them that appeared to be taken during a team period, right? Whereas eleven on eleven, or you know, like whether it's half speed or not, like it actual work with the offense of the defense, right? Of those six, two of them featured uh, Tristan Hill being in frame with a linebacker and a defensive back while they were making a tackle. And I, and I just think I think that that you know and that seems like a small dumb thing, but to me, like as a guy who you know, you worried about what Tristan Hill's mentality was going to be, you know, coming into the season with everything, how was he going to handle the fact that changing coaching staff with a coach that clearly had a uh, a connection with him, leaving town, they bring in a guy like Gerald McCoy, they draft a guy like Neville Gallimore. Nobody's talking about last year's second round pick, who was actually the highest pick of last year's draft class as well. Uh, you know, and and I, I think it says a lot that he's come in here with a professional attitude. And I will also mention his body looks different. You know, he it looks yeah, I agree. more solid. Like he, you know, just I think a little bit bigger, but also just a little bit more solid of a player. Right. Right. So not as yeah. maybe yep. some bad weight. So I, I think, you know, we're going to wait for the drum beats. We're not going to wait for the splashes. But the early reviews, of, you know, of what little information we're getting from Tristan Hill is positive. Let's see if he can keep it up because that's really, you know, not only just keep it up, but crescendo into the season. That will be the sign of, of a, okay, maybe we got something here. So two things to take away from practice pictures because I'm really glad that you brought this up. I don't know if it's been mentioned yet or not, but I saw yesterday in the practices that Connor Williams was back on the field in team drills, uh, starting at left guard, is that is that new information, or is it, did I miss something? I, I no, I think that what happened is that, and we kind of briefly mentioned this, like that first practice, is that McCarthy specifically said that he Williams was off pup and was was not you know on any list or anything, but they, he wasn't sure that he was going to be ready to hop right into first team work. But he, yes. I, I think despite what he said in his opening press conference, if I remember correctly, the first day of practice, he actually did take some reps okay. Uh, okay, with, with the first team. So so this isn't necessarily the first time, but I think it is uh, 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 a step, another step, because I think he's fully, you know, not taking any kind of I, I think he was uh, avoiding one on ones, but he was doing okay. some team stuff. So it'll be interesting to see if he's if he's in one on ones now. Okay, so that's good. I mean, we still have, you know, just under four weeks until the season. It's great that Connor Williams is healthy and back on the field, you know, practicing. I fully expect him to be the team's um, starting left guard when they play the Rams in week one. Uh, the second thing about training camp photos, and this is something completely ridiculous, but you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. Sometimes when you see a player in a practice jersey or in an NFL jersey, you can just tell right away if they're going to be good or not. Like, I, I know this sounds absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> is this, is this going to be a Zeke fat situation? No, no, no. This is, oh, this okay. Is okay. Okay, you good. See, you see CeeDee Lamb in the 88 jersey. Yeah. Out, and you can just tell that guy's going to be a star, right? I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but you know this is true, right? It's It's... Yes, because this I admit the same thing because it's embarrassing to admit, but like oh, it is. I agree. There's something about like there's some players that you can watch their their posture, their body posture. They're like especially when they have the football. Exactly. You know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
Like, CeeDee Lamb, the way he runs with a forward lean, despite being so tall and, like, I, I, I think if you, you looked at, if you looked at <laughs> CeeDee Lamb and, and, and just looked at him and you were like, uh, you know, he's kind of tall, he's skinny, he's, you know, he's slight. I don't, I don't know that I would have diff- so much difficulty tackling a guy like that as, a, you know, as compared to other people. But, dude, if you watch him run... If you watch him with the football, like his, he's so aggressive. Like he's so yeah. like his yep. body lean is so aggressive, and he's coming at you at full speed. And and it's just he's so cutting. It's like it's hard to describe, but yeah, it's just you can tell by the way he does everything that it's. And I think somebody else described it really well too. And I, I was I can't remember who it was I was just listening to, but. You know, it, it's not that he's the fastest or the quickest or the strongest receiver out there, but the entire – like, there are certain players that it's – and I think Dez was like this to a certain degree early on in his career where it's hard to – it's hard to quantify the athleticism. It's yeah, like – it's hard yeah. because it's like – it's okay, it's not – he's not got the fastest 40 time. He maybe doesn't have the, the best uh, a vertical jump, but there's something about this guy in pads that's like a level of athleticism above everybody else, and you can just see it, you know, in still shots because of yeah, the way his yeah. body is naturally contorted when he's running the football or the way his body is naturally turning when he's twisting for a football. It's stuff like that. It's really hard to like kind of – put it into words but I, I i do know what you're talking about there are some players that like you can just tell by the way they're carrying themselves with their pads on that they are a, a different beast yeah I, it, it sounds ridiculous but and it doesn't happen with everybody but there are some players when you get them into you know the nfl and you see them in their jerseys you can just tell Okay, this is a different different kind of player, and that's what I feel like with DeAndre. Or excuse me, I made the little Freudian slip there. A little Freudian, <laughs> Freudian slip, there, Freudian slip there, yeah. CD <laughs> uh, Lamb reminds me a little bit of DeAndre Hopkins that way. Um, yeah, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver. Get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Okay, let's go through some other practice notes. Um, we'll go, this is a fun one. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence wrecked practice today, and that shouldn't be all that surprising <laughs> considering how good he is. But um, man, those poor tackles outside of Tyron Smith. Uh, Lyle Collins is still out, uh, Cam Irving is still out, but that wouldn't matter. Uh, you have uh, Mitch Wyatt there. You have Brandon Knight working back in and Demarcus Lawrence. They said probably would have had five or six sacks if they were keeping track today. Uh, this isn't surprising at all, right? No. <laughs> I mean, you know, especially uh, I mean, especially since uh, I- I'm, I'm 95% sure that Wyatt Miller is, is a guard. 
So, so I don't know. Like, yeah, I I can't imagine that it's gonna be. He's gonna be having a good day against the. Well, that was Wyatt Miller and um, Mitch Hyatt. Those are the two guys that were playing tackle today too for him. Yeah, uh, and uh, Mitch Hyatt is. I mean, unless Wyatt and Hyatt. Uh, are yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the grass law firm Not a combo that's going to be Remembered beyond These next two weeks I imagine Yeah I agree um, No not surprising at all I also I thought it was interesting There was a note from Michael Galkin uh, That Demarcus Lawrence has been Really bonding with Alden Smith They've been working together after practice uh, They've really struck up a friendship I just think that's fascinating Because if you can get these two players playing uh, at a high level, this pass rush, especially with Everson Griffin, uh, really, really good. Um, any thoughts on Alden Smith from today's practice, Lena? Yeah, I mean, you saw the little bit of video that came out uh, uh, after practice, obviously. Uh, and one of the videos that was uh, that came out was both Alden and uh, Demarcus rushing from two point stances on the outside, and I mean. He's a monster. He if, we, if, we, if, we, if we want to talk about guys who look good in their pads, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I mean, he just looks so freakish. Like, I, I don't know. It's it's really hard to describe because he's like he's so he's yeah he's just he's he's you think you think he's wearing like a rib guard, but <laughs> but he's not. Like it's that's just his his like torso, and and then his arms. It, I mean, he's standing straight it, up, and his arms are basically touching the ground. Yeah, I, I mean, he has the most freakish arms. I've uh, like his his hands are. It's like Tyron Smith arms, right? Yeah, like really whereas, is. like he's slightly bent, but his fingers are well past his knees. You know, it's like it's it's totally nuts. I, yeah, I, I just from that little clip and from what we've seen, um, I'm I'm getting. You know, you want to talk about drum beats, right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm getting. More and more excited about what we're seeing. Like, I mean, it's like every single new report. It's it's not tampering my uh, my expectations or, or tempering my my excitement. It's if it's if anything, it's it's making me salivate more and more, right? Because it just seems like, oh yeah, this guy's this guy's not only in good shape, he's in really good shape, and this guy might not. Maybe you know there's there is every I mean again we shouldn't shut the door on this this is not what we should expect and I think all of us as as a community have done a pretty good job of like managing expectations here right mm-hmm. but it's it's training camp now so you're allowed to get a little bit excited yeah, you're sure. allowed to get a little and and what we've seen a little just uh, just from the what the athlete is in Alden yeah. Smith is very exciting if he can just remember you know if he can refine and 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 kind of dust off and unrust some of those techniques that he had this doesn't look like a guy who is going to have a physical athletic problem playing in the nfl at all no so there was some questions when he weighed in at the offseason at 287 pounds and then there was some you know talk about him potentially playing some three technique in certain packages um and i think the concern was, okay, well, he just doesn't have the juice on the, to play on the outside anymore. You're going to have to kick him inside, have him win that way. I don't think that's the case at all. I, I really don't. I just think he's he's so big and freakishly strong and athletic that, yeah, if you want to have him play inside, he can do that. But he can certainly rush the passer on the outside as well. 
uh, I'm getting really, really excited uh, about I'll, Alden Smith. I'll just throw this in. Like, uh, you know, we saw one video, and again, it's, it's one video. Um, mm-hmm. But in the video, you know, he was on one side against uh, – uh, oh, my gosh, I'm totally blanking. It's uh, uh, 69, my guy. Uh, uh, Brandon, oh, Brandon Knight. Knight. Sorry, Brandon yeah. Knight. Yeah, so Brandon Knight, who has made it back into the practice, which is great, playing uh, playing uh, left tackle in the in in that clip, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Alden Smith is on the right side, and they it was a hard count, and and Alden comes off a little bit, comes off across the line a little bit early, gets back, and then Dak snaps it again, uh, and so Brandon Knight comes into kind of his pass stance. And then basically with no momentum, <laughs> like you know, he comes because he because he had kind of wasted used it on the on the original hard count. He uh, Alden Smith comes off the line, takes two steps, and then just leans in and jolts Brandon Knight back like three feet. His you know, like so strong. I mean, the, 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 I guess what that's my point is that Brandon Knight, like, say what you will about the dude, like, I think he's big, he's strong, tough guy, and like, it's Alden Smith jolted him like without too much effort. So I guess my point is is that he is the athleticism is definitely there. So no, no, I guess yeah. it's it's definitely about just kind of tying that athleticism back to his skill set. I agree. I'm I'm really excited to see all this. Me too. Basically we're not gonna have I mean we're gonna get little clips here and there, but week one against the Rams, uh, he might be the one player I'm the most anxious to see. Uh, let's get some undrafted free agent news, Landon Francis Bernard, the linebacker mm. from Utah, I think we're obligated to say a John owning favorite. I think he's uh, yeah. trademarked yeah, the, the hype around him. Uh, back-to-back days with interceptions. Uh, this is somebody who super productive in the Pac-12 over the last couple of years, uh, has had some injury problems, and there's some concerns about athleticism. But again, we talk about uh, the steady drumbeat of information. Fantastic in the first two days of padded practice. Uh, last week we heard some things that he was, you know, re- doing really well in the classroom. Is there a spot on this roster for Francis Bernard? I think so. You know, I mean, I think especially if he continues to play like that, I think he would probably. I mean, it, he doesn't have elite athleticism, but he's got good enough athleticism to be sure. Especially when you combine it with his instincts. I mean, let's just look at the fact where he came from. I mean, he came from a. Utah defense that probably was the most talented defense in the NF in, in college football last year. Yeah, very, very maybe, possibly, maybe outside sure. of Alabama, you know, uh, or you know, I guess. I mean, yeah, but they. I mean, they last year was such a freak year, but but yeah. so LSU, Alabama, a couple of teams, I guess you could say that. Are but kind that of Utah defense that was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, filled yeah. with pro players all over it, and Frank and Bernard was that leader of the defense and mm-hmm. its leading tackler. So I, I think you know he in, a, in playing in a group of players, playing amongst a group of players who will be playing in the NFL this season. Uh, he he still stood out on that defense, uh, so I think that 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 accounts for something, right? Now had some off field stuff, had some you know athleticism questions, and those two things combine the fact that he's an off ball linebacker, and there's actually you know some players at that position. This sure, that, this sure. last thing, all of it kind of combined for him to take a, quite a big tumble. 
down the, the draft boards. And the off-field stuff was concerning. I mean, he has a pretty serious pass that, that came up uh, at different points before he's, things kind of steadied out for him these last two years in Utah. Yeah. So uh, I, I think that you know they, it gave the Cowboys an opportunity to get their hands on an undrafted free agent player uh, that they really like. And, and, and frankly, I mean, he, he, he's starting to make – you know, drum beat, speaking of drum beats, he's starting to have a drum beat very similar to what we heard from Luke Gifford last yeah, year. Yeah. So uh, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see exactly how that all plays out because Gifford was very highly thought about by this coaching staff, like the previous coaching staff and by the, the front office. I know the front office probably hasn't, uh, you know, wavered on him very much, but I think you have to love that the rich keep getting richer at this spot, where you, you know you've got four solid, maybe probably five solid, you know, linebackers who you feel comfortable plugging in if you need to to play, uh, and then suddenly you've got two other guys who are second, first year, and rookies, uh, 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 you know, respectively, and and they're also playing well, so. Uh, I think that there is a spot for Francis Bernard if he continues to play like this. Uh, but I, I think if he doesn't make the team, it's not because he didn't play well. Necess- it doesn't necessarily mean it was because he didn't play well because there are, uh, you know, like I said, an embarrassment of riches in that linebacker room for the Dallas Cowboys right now. Here's where Bernard might have an advantage this year compared to other UDFA linebackers in previous seasons. We know special teams coach Bones Fossil loves to have defensive guys playing on special teams units. And with no Jameis Olawali at fullback, and it doesn't sound like the team is going to add another fullback, I'm going to bet that they're going to go a little heavy on just defenders in general, probably a little bit deeper at linebacker because you'll probably have – guys like Luke Gifford and Joe Thomas and potentially Francis Bernard playing on a bunch of those units. So it's great that he's making plays on defense and practice. That's awesome. If he can continue to to play well on special teams, I think that's his best shot at making the roster. And again, because the team is more likely to carry more defenders this year because of special team stuff, I think he's got a good shot. Um, Let's take one more quick break and we'll come right back. Okay, Landon, I want to talk about one last practice note. And this one really is not all that surprising to me. Uh, but Leighton Van Resch has been playing the middle linebacker spot, uh, you know, this offseason for the Cowboys. They're transitioning Jalen Smith over to the weak side. Mike Nolan has told us a hundred times that, you know, it's not that big of a transition. It's really the same type of thing. Uh, but everything we've heard so far about Van Der Esch is that he feels at home home at middle linebacker. Uh, I saw the reports today from Michael Galkin was that he was very vocal. He looks comfortable. He's getting everybody lined up quickly. Uh, he's had no problem uh, barking out the calls and all that kind of stuff. Uh, this isn't surprising at all, is it? No. I mean, really, to me, it was always about whether or not he was healthy. Um, and and I'm frankly, you know, I think the same goes for Jalen. I think it was really always about if they could get Leighton next to him and healthy and get Jalen back to where he was playing comfortable and free without having to think too much. Uh, I think that both of them were going to get back to a high level of play. And it, and it seems like that's kind of manifested itself in practice. We haven't heard a ton about Van Der Esch outside of just the kind of general view that he looks healthy. He looks like he's in charge. He looks like he's the one uh, leading this defense. But we have also heard a lot from Jalen Smith making plays, breaking up passes, almost like getting interceptions, knocking balls loose. Uh, mm-hmm. The linebacker crew has kind of gone, reverted back to uh, a playmaking uh, group 
that uh, is flying around and is no longer the kind of liability, frankly, that it was at times different points last season. Uh, and I think that obviously having a healthy Leighton Vander Esch who looks comfortable uh, is a huge part of that. Because I mean, I think the other thing that people forget too is, and this you know, this kind of fed into his whole season is even before he was out for the season. Leighton Vanderesh all throughout training camp was was dealing with injuries coming back from his situation. It was a hip uh, injury, I remember. His, he, yeah, he his hip I think he practiced every other day because of a hip injury. Yeah, and so and so it wasn't like he came into the season last year playing at the top of his game. Mm-mm. Like I, you know, he really he was struggling early on for for his you know for his level of play that we were used to. Uh, so I think, you know, if we could get him closer back to reverting back to where he was his rookie year, which is, I think, closer to who the healthy player is. Uh, yeah, this linebacker crew, we talked about it just previously, the depth and how impressive it is. But as impressive as the depth is, the, those top two guys, when they're healthy and when they're right, you know, are they look among like the they best can, of the league. Yeah. Yeah. They're I mean, really I look like they're going to get right back into that, that conversation of being amongst the best of the league. Yeah, I, and I, we've been saying this all offseason. For the Cowboys' defense to be significantly better this year, they didn't need to add a bunch of pieces. They just needed Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith to get back to the level that we saw them play in 2018. And I think, again, it's early, but it sounds like where Van Der, Van Der Esch is now compared to where he was at this time last year uh, is quite a big difference there. I think, we're, I think we've got all the right signs to see that. Uh, Van Der Esch could get back to that all-pro level. Um, last note here, Landon, and I actually didn't prep you for this one, so I want oh, no. your, <laughs> I want your actual just a thirty-second quick uh, thoughts on this one. Um, this one comes from Calvin Watkins, uh, wide receiver John Vea Johnson hasn't dropped a uh, mm. ball in all of training camp. Looks really comfortable. Uh, we we heard some really good things about John Vea Johnson in practice last year. He got to the preseason and struggled. Uh, what are we expecting from John Vea Johnson in year two? I mean, are we just are we just gonna reinvite John Owning back onto the podcast? Is that what's gonna happen? Uh, I, you know, I, look, I, I've I have been there's been a lot of talk about the about uh, wide receiver four and what's going on, right? Like, and and I think you look at what the Cowboys have at uh, the you know competing for that spot, and I, and I don't hate it. You know, I mean, I think we forgot like that we liked John Vea Johnson quite a bit. You know, in, in last year's training camp, and that you know up until the end of training camp, where it just felt like he had done everything you needed to do as mm-hmm. a wide receiver except finish right, finish that training camp off. I think you know if if that guy had been able to kind of continue it on and keep it going through the training camp, I would have had no problem bringing that guy into my roster and having him play last year. I just think that you know that if he needed one more season and uh, one more off season to kind of work himself into uh, uh, being. You know, I think roster ready. You combine sure, sure. that with with Cedric Wilson, who's a, on a very similar path as well, and then a guy uh, like Smith, who uh, you know is kind of Devin Smith, who kind of obviously as a, a more veteran player because he bounced around the league at times and uh, is kind of making his way back. But but showed last year in several different games that he could still be a big playmaker in this league. You know, I think that they have options here, good options for their wide receiver four. And so I, mm-hmm. I, I, I am excited to see, uh, you know, if John Vea Johnson can 
pick up where he was last training camp and this time continue it all the way into the tra- into the regular season and thereby earning him a spot. And if he can't, you know, again, uh, Devin Smith, Cedric Wilson, these are guys that are also going to be in the mix here. Let's not completely sleep on guys like Aaron Parker and Tevin Jones. You know, they, they provide a little bit different stuff and, and Noah Brown is still on this team. So, but I do like John Vea Johnson. I do like Devin Smith and Cedric Wilson. And I'm interested to see what the, that trio of wide receivers you know gives us this training camp. Yeah, last thing before we go. Uh, I, I texted with somebody today who was at practice, and I said, who's been the best receiver after the top three? Uh, it was actually a guy that you didn't even mention. Ventrell Bryant has been making a lot yeah. of plays in practice. Okay. Who, somebody who was active for 12 games for the Cowboys last year, actually caught a touchdown. Uh, big athletic uh, receiver, 6'3", 205, uh, only 23 years old. The Cowboys really, really like Ventrell Bryant. Now, I don't know if he's going to win that wide receiver four job, but it's not going to shock me if he makes the roster and if he's competing with Noah Brown and those guys. I mean, he obviously can do things on special teams. Cowboys obviously like his, you know, the, the athleticism there. So he had a 40-yard touchdown today in uh, on the second team, made a big play down the field. So just keep an eye out on uh, Ventral Bryant as a possible sleeper receiver for the Cowboys. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.